Hello, dear Life on Earth listeners. Today, I interview Corey Sterling. Corey Sterling is a heart-leading business lawyer and the founder of Yoga Law and Conscious Counsel. He has written the Yoga Law book, Legal Essential for Yoga Professionals, and he has run legal workshops across the world. He built an online legal practice so that he can serve his clients' best interests while exploring the world and growing his perspectives and experiences as a yoga lawyer and a human being. Since the age of 17, Corey has traveled the world, lived on five continents, and visited 90 countries. A true explorer. In today's episode, Corey is in one of my top favorite countries, Brazil. Woohoo! <laughs> in this episode, we explore the importance of great communication in business and in your personal life, plus the benefit of legal documentation for entrepreneurs and business owners, including but not limited to yoga professionals. This episode is brought to you by Shanti Yoga Training School. Check out this episode's show notes for the link to access our site and join one of our many virtual programs. Are you a yoga teacher and ready for the next level in your career and life? Join our five stars, 300-hour yoga teacher training professional program, all available to you online. Go through the program at your own pace and in the comfort of your home. Check out Shanti Yoga Training School. Without further ado, enjoy this conversation with Corey Sterling. Welcome to Life on Earth, the Peace Project, a podcast that teaches you how to connect with the divine and transform darkness into light through topics from yoga to nature and ultimately love. Join your host, Natalie Kwa, to celebrate and encourage diversity peace, and global equality, one earthling at a time. Well, hello, hello, Corey. Thank you so much for being a guest on Life on Earth podcast. How are you? I'm happy and grateful to be on Earth. <laughs> well, that's a really good thing. And where are you on planet Earth right now? I'm in a little Brazilian fishing town called Caraíva, which is in the south of Bahia, which is a state in Brazil, and I've got a really big smile on my face. Yeah, that's amazing. So you're in my country. <laughs> wow. Yes, yes, I'm in your country. Yeah, one of my countries. I'm part French, part Brazilian, and I have a lot of family in Rio and spend a lot of time in Rio growing up. Absolutely love Brazil. Do you speak Portuguese now, some? Eu posso falar português. Podemos fazer tudo em português. Ah, tá. Não, podemos fazer um pouco em português. Excelente, mas tem todo mundo aqui nos Estados Unidos também que precisa ouvir em outros países também. Usando o dois está ótimo. É, ok. So I'll translate that for all you listeners from everywhere. So, by the way, thank you so much, all you listeners. I just said to Corey, it's really from lots from the U.S., but from all over the globe. So we'll speak in English for general language. <laughs> so, Corey, I see here Corey Scott Dunkner Sterling, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. So what's the Dunkner? Where, where is that from? 
the Dankner would Dankner. be like the, I guess, the Canadian pronunciation. But the name originates from Romania, where my grandfather was born. He was born in a town called Chernovitz, which is now Chernovitsi. I actually went to visit there two years ago and see the home where he grew up in. And his last name was Von Donkner. Mm. And when he came to Canada in 1945, he kept the last name Dankner. And I kept that name as a tribute to him. He was a survivor of the Holocaust. He was in labor camps in a concentration camp and he survived. So I chose that, you know, it's uncommon. It's, it's my mom's maiden name, but I decided to keep it because I always want to keep his memory close to me and, you know, acknowledge his bravery and the challenging circumstances he overcame to come to a new country to give me a great life. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. I love that story. And you wrote the book, The Yoga Law. I love it. Legal Essentials for Yoga Professionals. You're a lawyer correct? I'm a lawyer and uh, a yoga teacher and I organized a yoga festival for three years in Ontario and I wrote a book called The Yoga Law Book, Legal Essentials for Yoga Professionals. And the reason why I wrote that book is because I started my yoga law practice some years ago and I just realized that all of the yoga professionals were making the same mistakes and that everyone didn't know what they didn't know about the law. And it was frustrating and challenging for me to see so many beautiful, heart-leading yoga professionals who want to make an impact in their community and build a dream studio or offer wonderful retreats or have incredible teacher trainings and to have these amazing people unaware of some really simple, basic legal tools that can help them protect and grow their business. So I thought, why not talk about these legal issues and then also share a story that I went through with each legal issue, an actual story of me and my clients, and make it relatable and make it fun so that as a community, we get stronger and, and more informed. Yeah, I love your book. And in your book, you bring a lot of interesting concepts and ideas. And I also love how you make law fun, which I think is something that you also touch upon your book about you know, why is it that it has to be boring or something that's uncomfortable to talk about? Or perhaps that's why many yogis, you know, stay away from it because we tend to focus on other things, uh, love, nature, peace. But why not make this a part of, you know, also the self-discovery and to honor yourself? And in many ways, this is also self-care and self-love, right? It's very much self-care and self-love because, what I've observed as a lawyer working with hundreds of yoga professionals is that we spend so much time and effort on building our yoga businesses. And we, it's all of our assets, it's all of our time, it's all of our money, it's all of these things. And if you don't have some of the basic, like look, if you run a business and you plan on growing your business, inevitably you are going to have to interact with the law. You must. There are rules that society has and there are different relationships you are going to have through the course of your business. And it's absolutely essential that you understand the small nuances of those particular relationships and have documentation to protect you in those relationships. And it's also like, it's not that hard. You know, I have an accountant 
And I just, I don't like numbers. Numbers are not fun for me. I don't want to fill out spreadsheets. I don't like doing these things, but I do understand that they're really important to my business. So I follow what my accountant says. My accountant, Jason, he doesn't really grasp the concept of accounting being fun. I'm always like, come on, man. Like, can't we make this fun? Can't we smile and laugh and talk about what we're <laughs> grateful for? And he never bites, but whatever it is, what it is. But at least with law, we practice what we call heart leading law, which is being a real person, being empathetic, being considerate, being kind and trying to make things as practical and applicable as possible. Okay, so there's a few concepts in your book that I want to ask you about um, because they were very interesting to me. And I think this is going to be great for us to talk about and share with our community. But before we go into that, I have what you just said right now. I would love to know how did that, you know, you said we're empathy and, you know, engaged. So how did this start? How did you... How does this idea or this concept of doing this the law and practicing this way, how did this come to you? Or was it because you went to work for a company that had that philosophy or did you create it? How did it all begin? I shared the story of the original idea in the book, in the chapter on waivers of liability. And it really started with a teacher who was very, very, very dear to me. And, and everyone who's listening has a yoga teacher who significantly impacted their life and either helped transform their body or transform their mind or transform awareness or what it is. And I had a wonderful teacher who was practicing outside of the studio in a not a safe environment. No one signed waivers of liability and someone got hurt during practice. And I went up to the teacher afterwards and I was like, oh my God, don't you understand that all of your assets are at risk when you do this, if this person suffers serious injuries? And there was just a glazed over look and like complete ignorance is a tough word, but just non-awareness of these issues. And that was the first instance where I was like, holy smoke, I think people in the yoga industry need to know about this and need to become aware. And then like actually how, how it grew from there was quite funny. I was working for a small law firm in Vancouver. I'd spent the previous year at a big law firm. So believe it or not, I wore a suit and a tie every single day for a year, which like felt like a wonderful rite of passage once it was finished. And I started working for this smaller law firm, and I really wanted to go to Wanderlust in Hawaii. Have you been? Yes, and I actually have been to Wanderlust in Hawaii. I very much wonder if we were there the same year. Interesting. 2016. I went two years in a row. Maybe okay. I went in 2015, 2016, or 20. Anyways, so I was like, in my Corey way of living life, I was like, how can I have both? How can I get my employer to pay for me to go to Wanderlust Oahu and how can I make it a business trip? And I just, I wrote a cold email to one of the women who worked for Wanderlust and I was like, hey, I'm a lawyer practicing in Vancouver and I'm starting to have some clients who are yoga professionals and they really don't understand anything about the law. I would love to speak about this at, at a Wanderlust speakeasy or Oahu or, you know, and network and this, that, or the other. And I got a wonderful receptive response. And she said, this sounds great. There's definitely a need. If you're going to be here in Oahu, let's set up a time for a meeting. So I pitched my boss. He bought, I think he bought my flight. Anyways, he paid for part of me to go. And then I just went and like, I had a conversation with this woman and she was like, you're totally right. No one really understands 
anything about the law. Let's try to share this message. And then I got booked to speak at the speakeasy at West Whistler. And that's sort of like, it's, it's always come from a place of fun, love, travel, inspiration, service. Ultimately, you know, a year later I started my own business and my number one rule for myself was I get to choose my clients. Oh, I love that. That's so good. That's so good. I mean, that should be for everyone, right? It's a privilege and it starts off as a choice and a, a very significant choice. But I said to myself, like, you know what? I'm working as a lawyer for two years. I wasn't super excited working with people at mining companies and people at tobacco companies and whatever other work I had. And I was like, if I'm going to be doing this and I'm going to stay being a lawyer, at least I get to choose who I work with. And that's the best part of work. The best part is that the clients who we work with and the people who I get to help are making the world a better place. It doesn't only have to be yoga, but what all of the clients that I work with have in common is they're trying to do something for the greater good. It's a passionate project. It's not always only bottom line driven. And for me, seeing my role as a lawyer is if I can help all of these businesses succeed and better protect themselves and better grow, then I'm able to make a, a, a positive impact on the world, which is, I think, what everybody wants to do to some degree. Yeah, I do too. So I'm going to shift gears into some of the concepts in your book. And I want to start with one that really speaks to me. And it could really be transparent into a lot of different things, such as I could use this on a yoga teacher training in the beginning. And I feel even many other businesses also when you are dealing, you know, with different situations, this really is very powerful. The Zen Buddhism concept of Shoshin. Can you uh, speak to us about, you say in your book, Shoshin, a beginner's mind? Yeah, the, the concept is that we have the opportunity to reevaluate our lives in, in every single given moment, right? So we obviously, we have a past, we have experiences, we have stories about those experiences from our past, blah, 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 blah. But really in a Buddhist mind, we have an opportunity to look at everything anew and everything fresh as if we're seeing it for the first time each, each and every day. And I have a personal practice with coffee where every time I drink coffee, I just look at it and I think, wow, what is this delicious beverage that the universe has brought to me that I can enjoy so much and makes me feel so wonderful? And in the, the context of how Shoshun applies to law is it's an invitation for all of the readers or anyone who I work with. It's like, cool, I get that you think you know what the law really is because you saw something on TV or maybe you had it, unfortunately, maybe you had a traumatic experience working with a lawyer or something related to law. But like, here's the moment to like, choose to see it afresh and be present in this moment and be open to receiving the possibility of what a basic understanding and use of the law can be like and how it can serve you. And I also think that that can be used in so many different situations in life. You know, I often teach trainings and many times I teach trainings to teachers who are already certified, who have been, and so they will enroll in a program that's oftentimes three months, six months, one year. And it's something because many people come and they're like, well, I already have this idea of what yoga is and this concept and, you know, all these past teachers and all this sort of stigma and story. And it's a really great thing to say, to ask anyone 
that's starting a new process. Can you just for this moment, not doesn't have to be forever, but for this moment, can you let go completely of everything? You know what I mean? And just really be present with a beginner's mindset and be open to new possibilities and be open to new ideas and new concepts as if it was the first time that you are observing or seeing this or this is being presented to you. And that's beautiful. It's so it it is beautiful and it's also it's so fluid, right? That's the word. Yeah. And everything in our lives is always changing. And just hearing you say that, I was thinking about my own journey with yoga and how it was always about asana. And it started in hot yoga studios, which is still like it's still my throwback favorite to how it goes, but it's amazing how you never do yoga or you don't know anything about yoga. And then you go to a hot yoga class and you're like, oh my God, this is yoga. <laughs> and then you practice more and more. And then, oh, you go to a non-hot yoga class and you're doing yin and you think, whoa, <laughs> this is yoga. And then I went to India and I lived in an ashram where it was minimal, minimal, minimal asana. Very, very, very. Then you learn about karma yoga. You learn about all these different limbs and different ways of what yoga can be. And even my current practice is just simply meditation. It's just pranayama. And so it's beautiful because so long as you are open to letting things change and evolve naturally, yes, every, every moment is a new moment to see something from a new perspective. I love what you just said. And I feel like it's also very non-judgmental to be that way with how you're saying, even non-judgmental, and I mean with your own self, to say, well, today my yoga is, you know, nature contemplation or pranayama or meditation or, you know, or it could be a hot yoga class or it could be, but there's really no judgment of what it needs to be, but really just allowing things to, you know, develop and just to present themselves and enjoying that one moment, that precious moment, you know? Cool. Be here now. Yep. It's really cool. Okay. So another thing in your book that I, I wanted to bring up because I thought this was really cool too. And also, you know, and it's funny because many of these concepts are, yes, they are in your law book, but they're also universal concepts. They're also for I found reading your book that this is really could be applied many of these things to many areas of my life, you know? So do you know that when you wrote the book that did it feel like that or? No, but there's <laughs> that old adage, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. Yeah, because relation, like in your book, you said relationships are so important and the relationships you have with the people around you are some of the most important things in life. And also the relationship you're going to have with your clients and your the business people and your lawyer. And I love that. Yeah, relationships are everything. I mean, it's sort of a trite statement, but our life as human beings, our lives are built around the different relationships that we have. And the more fulfilling and positive and supportive and inspiring those relationships are, the better our lives will be and the happier we will feel and the bigger impact it's possible for us to make. And and really, no, the answer is no. I didn't have an intention when I wrote that. And I don't think I've ever really thought about the bigger perspective of how it relates. But really what I've observed in law, and I've been really, really lucky to work with a lot, a lot of different people in a short period of time. And it's cool when you have a cross section of so many different 
people who are all doing the same thing, just naturally some themes and patterns will always emerge. And the really, like, if I could distill the most basic learning that I have, which I try to put in the book, it's that the better the relationships you have, the easier everything in your life is going to be, specifically around law, and the importance of communicating openly and honestly the expectations you have in a relationship, the degree to which you can be in communication and say what you actually are feeling and what you're actually expecting, the less problems or frictions you will have in the various relationships that you have. What I've observed is, most of the problems I have to resolve on behalf of my clients are issues that stem from a misaligned expectation in a relationship. So understanding that, the credo and the the essence of the services that we provide at Conscious Counsel is how can we help people communicate expectations openly and honestly? And like as much as it is about law, it's not really about law because if you have a great relationship and you've communicated openly and honestly and you trust and respect the people that you're working with, you can have these agreements and you can store them in your email. You, you'll never have to open it if you can manage your relationships for the most part. The reason why we have the documents in place is that in the event that you need to use them and you need to rely on them as a crutch to enforce certain legal rights or to remind someone of what the expectations you agreed upon were, it's readily available. But the process of drafting the agreements and having customized agreements is that you have a fresh opportunity to create this relationship anew. And again, those who are proactive in designing the relationships in their life are 99.9% more likely not to have issues around those relationships. And that Again, it's another concept that, yes, with the law makes so much sense. And I completely agree with you with everything that you said. And it's like, wow, if we could really communicate and your expectations and what you who you're working with and everybody get on the same page and create agreements, wouldn't that be so much better in the long run? But and then I think, isn't this also so universal with everyone in your life, even a friend Or isn't that what marriages are in the contract and the agreement of being married? What do you want? What do I want? What, you know, what are the expectations or, and if you look at relationships that there's so many different kinds of relationships, especially when you look at on a global level, you know, some people are monogamous some people are polygamous some people, and it's like, there's not really like you, sounds like you travel a lot. I've traveled a lot too. And I've kind of understood that just by seeing so many different cultures that there's not much of like what this is right or this is wrong, but it's just different perspectives, different understandings, different cultures and different agreements, you know, but as long as you are on the same page and that you've communicated with whatever that is, whether it's circling back to business or even in a personal relationship, whether it's a best friend or a lover, that seems to me this profound thing that this would really be beneficial to all parties in the long run. It's one of those things where in some ways we, it's obvious. We, we know that we should do it and not should from a place of need to prove something to anyone else, but we know that for ourselves in the long run to communicate openly and honestly in all relationships will provide the best relationships, but it, it can also be challenging to do in some instances. And, and that's each individual's work. Yeah, 
Well, that is definitely. Then I love that you said lawyers are your friends and the law is a tool to help you grow your business. So the law is a tool to help you grow your business. Nice hearing that. <laughs> amen. I would say amen to that. Yeah, because, you know, when you talked about in the beginning, even of today's conversation, that when you started, there's a lot of yogis that maybe don't have these documents in place or these agreements and waivers. And, and you know, I think part of it maybe has to do with this idea that this is not really like your friend or is not, you know, that it's something kind of always like the cookie monster over there. <laughs> but when you make it friendly and you make it kind of like, I just interviewed someone from my master class series on our school about money. And the whole conversation was money and how sometimes it's so uncomfortable for certain people to talk about money and their finances and bookkeeping and tax paying. And But if you dismystify all of that, it's kind of like this too, with all these documents and all that, then it's just, it's just one more thing that we have in life. And because isn't everything yoga, you know, everything is yoga. So when you're working in one part of your life, but I do have listeners that listen to this and don't even practice yoga. And, you know, the podcast is very, the community is very open to all kinds of entrepreneurs and things, but this is, this is the thing though, when you're working on one area of your life and you're really doing the work, right? If you're doing any kind of wanting to make the world a better place and self-inquiry, then you really want to look at all different angles and not just one thing or two things, you know, but a collective of things. And this is why I think that the people at Wonderless probably were very happy when you approached them and said, you know what, this is a conversation that we all need to have, you know, and we all need to awaken. And like you said, cultivate the relationships and maybe you'll never need these documents. But what if you do, then why not just be covered? Yeah, that's, I mean, there's two points there. One, just on the money point and, you know, a lawyer being your friend. In the book, I try to start off by helping create a paradigm shift, which is, you know, Shoshun is directly connected to that. And like, as an example, for me, paying taxes is something that I would like, I would do it the day before it was due and not everything would be all over the place, blah, 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 blah. But then there was a point where my life just naturally changed where I was like, these are the freedoms that I want to have. This is the lifestyle that I want to have. And I'm really, really excited to pay my taxes and, and organize all of my taxes so that everything is in order and I can do all the things that I want to do. And it's like, look, if you can, if a person can develop a paradigm shift around paying taxes, you can develop a paradigm shift around anything. And on that note of, yeah, what if you do need the documents, what I can tell you, and, and I share this story in the book also, just because like, these are lessons that people who don't work with lawyers need to know. But the most important thing that I ever heard about law was what my mentor told me when he said, you're going to have to tell your clients, you can pay me now, or you can pay me later. And being proactive and being in the driver's seat and create you being in control of the relationships you have and having a written document that you can enforce in the event that you need to versus putting it off, sweeping it under the rug, not addressing it, all of those things. And then one day, two years, three years down the line, it comes back to bite you in the butt. It's going to cost five times or more 
what the original investment would be. And you're going to cry on the phone and you're just not going to be happy because thinking that you're getting sued is a very, very stressful experience. And it's just like, when it comes to law, do all of it up front, invest in having great documents, invest in you getting to choose the expectations around your agreement. There's no situation more frustrating when you have to resolve something in a relationship and you have no written agreement whatsoever. And then you're scouring through text messages or you're trying to prove this or they said something to you on a call, but you can't prove it. It's just like, I see it all the time. It's a terrible position to be in. Yeah. And so let's look at some of the the structures here, like, okay, contract versus agreements. For me, I don't know. I'm curious to hear from you. And I'm sure if we asked 10 people, everybody there, you know, would have their own. I would be curious to ask. But for me, when I say, you know, I've, I've worked with a lot of different studios and companies and festivals and, and I'm served a contract. It's always like, whoa, you know. But when if I get something that is an agreement, like you suggested it, and that's what we I work with in my business now as well, to me, that feels a lot more in alignment. And I can, even though it, it's a legal document, be sort of excited about it. Oh, this is an agreement. Let me see, you know, let me put here what I would like. And then maybe you can tell me how you feel, maybe. And then we get into an agreement. And it, yeah, yeah, it's a contract, but can you speak to that, to just changing some of the language of some things to into more positive, I guess, experience? Yeah, agreement is so collaborative, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's two people who are agreeing to something. They're choosing to create a certain type of relationship with particular boundaries. And what can be more beautiful than that? Right. As opposed to looking at things like a contract. Contract is about legal obligations and enforceability and blah, 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 and all of these things. And why not choose to see the opportunity as agreements, as two businesses or two people who are deciding to work together and who can like the other thing also is there's a lot of things that the legal industry has going against it. And I think one of the biggest ones is that the agreements are written in a, in a different language. A standard agreement from a law firm, a traditional law firm, is written in something called legalese. It uses all these words that no one actually uses on a day-to-day basis. And to me, that's one of the biggest challenges about the legal industry. So just always remember that A, you can look at the document as a tool to create the relationship and as a collaborative endeavor for you and whoever you're working with. And also it can be written in plain English so that everyone's super clear about what's going on and what the expectations are. Thank you for that. So let's talk about waivers. Why are waivers important? And yeah, to me, it's it's such an interesting, another interesting piece of document. And I also saw you talk about something about the downloading of generic waivers online, which is also, I always thought it was a bad idea, but I would like to, for someone who's listening to this and to say, okay, do do it. Cause I get this question in teacher trainings all the time. Do I need a waiver? Do I not need a waiver? I'm working online. Do I need a waiver? I'm working in person. Do I need a waiver? And can I just go and like copy and paste something from the internet? And so I would love to cover this because it's very basic, you know? Okay, yeah. So I would say of of all of the legal documents, 
the one that is going to be most helpful and most useful to you in your business is going to be a waiver of liability. And here's why. Let's say you run a teacher training, so you have a teacher training agreement, right? In that you have 10 people who've signed up for your teacher training and you use the document to communicate your expectations, blah, blah, blah. And the cost for the teacher training is $150, hypothetically, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's say there's an issue that goes on in that teacher training and something happens and now this person wants to cancel, they want a refund or they want this or they want that or whatever. You know going into it that the extent of your liability in that particular relationship is really, it's not going to be that much more than what the person is paying you. And always in a situation, if you totally need to get out of it, notwithstanding anything that was agreed between the parties, you can always offer a refund. Hey, here's a full refund. It's over. Okay. $150. Cool. The reason why a waiver of liability is different is at law, when you are facilitating an experience for someone, when someone is in your care, you have a responsibility to ensure that they're going to be safe while you, while you are guiding them through this experience or doing these activities together. If something goes wrong, and the whole thing about things going wrong is like, sort of like COVID, like we never anticipate things going wrong, but if things do in fact go wrong, it will be very unpredictable about what has gone wrong. And the extent of your liability is going to be so much greater than what the cost for a teacher training is, than what the cost for a retreat is, than a cost of this. It's like you could be offering aerial yoga, you could be doing acro yoga, and someone could get injured. If that person is 26 years old and had an earning capacity of $100,000 a year, the assessment that the court would use to determine the amount that they would be owed would be assuming that that person works until 60 and would earn the same amount year after year after year, which is a ton, a ton, a ton of money. So the reason why waivers of liability are so important is because they protect your business and your assets from that unforeseen risk of something going wrong, God forbid there being an accident. And so long as you've clearly communicated the activities and the risks beforehand, you're protected. So first question, why are waivers so important? In other relationships, it's usually a fixed cost of how much it would cost if something went wrong, refunding a membership, providing a cancellation, whatever it is, overbooking a room at a resort for a retreat that someone didn't use, as opposed to for a waiver of liability, it can really be significant. When it comes to not downloading agreements from the internet or not copying them, it drives me crazy. Obviously, it drives me crazy. I'm super passionate about this, but I've just been hired as a lawyer to defend waivers of liability, and I've been hired to challenge waivers of liability. And the moment I see a bad waiver, like a bad waiver is as good as no waiver, because if you're using something that is not tailored specifically to your business and that it was not professionally done to the extent that you know you have the certainty and the peace of mind and coverage from it, it's useless. Like if, if I was hired to challenge a waiver that someone copied that they got from their friend who has a studio who said it was legit, it's like we're talking about all of your time, all of your energy, your entire business, like be responsible Make sure that you have the appropriate documents drafted by a professional who understands the industry, and that's it. And, and in terms of copying other people's, you never know where those documents come from because someone else is using it, doesn't validate it, and doesn't make it 
at best practices and it doesn't mean that it'll protect you and your business. Waivers of liability, the rule of thumb always, it has to do with how specific it is towards your business um, and making sure that all of the legal elements are present. Thank you, Corey, for saying that. And now the COVID, I actually, I think one of the first times I heard you speak was on, um, we had a Zoom presentation with Josh Biro on adding COVID-19 to the waivers. And you even mentioned that people who were your clients, that you guys had done that. So can you speak to that so that people that are listening could learn some about that as well? Yeah, we what we did at Conscious Council is anyone who ever purchased a waiver from us was given a free tune-up, a free COVID tune-up. Just because, yeah, it was so important. And, and remember, waivers of liability always come down to the risk of the activity and acknowledgement of the risk and what are the outcomes. And the reality is practicing in a society where there is a communicable disease is a different risk than practicing in a studio where there's no communicable disease. You will be covered so long as you communicate openly and honestly what those risks are and what the outcomes of the risks are. People can sign away their legal rights if they properly understand what the risks around that situation are. But if you don't mention something about COVID and someone contracts COVID, to me, there could be an easy road for someone to file a complaint and seek remuneration or compensation as a result. And you also recommend these different agreements and waivers for people who are working, professionals that are working in the digital world, online and virtual. Yeah, the waivers that we draft at Conscious Council cover for everything. So it covers for practicing online, in studio with COVID, practicing outdoors. And the thing is, remember, all of it always comes down to activities and risks. So the activity of practicing yoga at home, looking at the instructor through a screen is very different than the activity of being in a studio where an instructor is able to observe you. And it's not good or bad. It's judgment neutral. Not one of these ways to practice is better than the other. But the important thing is that the documentation is updated so that whatever people are doing with you, the document covers it. Okay, so tell us about Conscious Council. What's the story and what is it and what do you guys do and all that? (laughs) We're a law firm. There's about seven of us on the team. The cool thing about it is that we all work remotely or online. So we have two people based in San Diego, one in Tel Aviv, one in Munich, one in Cleveland, and I'm in Brazil, and one's in Ontario. And the whole idea was to make law fun to provide our clients with an experience, a positive, positive experience of working with lawyers, to have fun, to have a good, caring, loving relationship with your lawyer. That's what was missing. What was missing was the heart leading aspect of law. So the original idea was how can we transform the way legal services are provided? And what that's grown into is how can we work with specific industries and understand the particular pain points of those industries and offer really, really simple and basic solutions. And like what we're working towards is all of the legal concerns that you have around your business. We want to be able to resolve one link. We want you to click one link, follow through on one link, answer questions. It'll take eight minutes long. And then you get four documents, which cover 99.9% of the issues that you come up with. So the big idea was introducing this heart leading aspect into being lawyers. And then I think what it's evolved into has been transforming the way that industries that 
our team cares about transforming those industries so that everyone who's part of that industry is practicing the law at best legal practices and also that they have support from someone who understands their business and is part of their community. Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how can uh, people get a hold of you guys? What is uh, your IG and what is your website so that for our listeners who got inspired by our conversation, they can go and find you? The, the Instagram is Conscious Council. The two websites we have are ConsciousCouncil.ca and YogaLegal.com. And yeah, my email is Corey at ConsciousCouncil.ca. Anyone can write me at any time to say anything they want. I'm open to connecting with anyone under any circumstances because connection is the basis of life. And yeah, we, we, that's it. We're, we're here. We're here. We're happy to help. We've really made this process of working with lawyers in this particular industry really simplified and comfortable. So um, always welcome. Yeah, as a business owner, you know, and someone who is an entrepreneur that I have been for many years, I really appreciate this mindset and I appreciate the work that you and all the other lawyers of the company are putting out into the world. It feels good. And I think it's really important when you're doing any kind of work that you feel good, you know, that it feels good, whether whatever that is. And so just raising the vibration and the frequency and, and at the same time being responsible and, you know, being on top of your game with everything again, that you have your hands on. It's a priority for me. So I appreciate people like you and all the expertise that you have to share with me and with everyone in the community. So thank you. It, with <laughs> pleasure, all comes with love. So thank you. Yeah. And you know, I got to tell you, I really love your book, the Yoga Law book. It's a really nice read, very enjoyable. When I first picked it up, I was like, oh, I don't know. Do I want to read like all these different legality things? And then it was like super easy, super fun. I was actually on the beach when I was reading this, uh, I was on a trip to a beach and I read it every day. I couldn't put the book down. I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. I learned a ton, you know, but it didn't feel like I was studying or anything like that. So <laughs> that's cool. cool. That's yeah. great. That war it, it warms my heart to hear you say that. And then it accomplished its mission of providing information in a cool and you know practical and laid back way. So what is it right now? So what are you excited now in your life? Like what's exciting for you now? What's exciting for me now? I just bought a home here in this town where I live. So it's it's the first time I've ever owned a home and like we're doing renovations, which is, is sort of for me outside of my comfort zone to some degree, but it's really, really exciting. And the whole vision for the home that I'm building, I want to share it with friends. I want I want my friends and my families and my teammates to come to Brazil and see how special this life here is. So I'm focused on that and I'm focused on the moment. You know what my whole thing is, there's a lot of stars. I live at this beach town. Whenever I see a shooting star, I always say the words happily ever after. And to me, living happily ever after means being present and choosing to feel good in each moment. So that excites me right now. Yeah. And do you, are you, do you come back? Like, are you going to travel still some? Or are you kind of, is this like your home base now? How does that work? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I know that I was looking at flights to Accra in Ghana 
maybe for December and January. And that's where my life is at. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. Who knows? Wake up, go where it takes me, but in just most importantly, enjoy the moment, not take any of it for granted. Yeah. Tell the people in my life I love them and just be grateful. I love that. Are you originally from Canada? I'm from Canada. I'm Canadian. Which town? I was born in Toronto. I lived three years in Montreal. I lived four years in Vancouver. Okay. So one more question, because this is interesting for me. You know, in yoga, we learned that everything is always changing and the impermanence of things and fluid. Like when we get too static and we get things get too stagnation, then perhaps that's not, you know, we just, we want to be open to the fluid, to things changing, the impermanence of things and the flow. So how, how is that? Does that concept really, would you say that that concept could also apply with something like the law? Because one of the things for me that I think prior, I would look at some of these things, even documents and say, oh my God, this, everything is like so set in stone and so black and white, you know? But again, as the COVID, for example, came and I saw many of my friends having to rewrite their waivers, their agreement and this, and then the studios changing and the businesses, even other businesses, restaurants, it feels like even the law is something that many times needs to adapt and even sort of go into the next phase. And it's always, so is that something for you guys? And I don't say just you and your company, but for lawyers in general, and I know that's a big question, but are you always sort of connect have to be connected with the nuances of the planet and what's going on or or it can be like very stagnant you know no it's like everything else it's changing as an example what are waivers of liability and what are service agreements and what are employment and contractor agreements look like now versus what they looked like four months ago are completely different. And like just as an example of something that's come to mind, in California on January 1, 2020, with the AB5 bill, the government changed it so that basically yoga teachers who work for yoga studios, even if they work one hour a week, are deemed to be employees and not contractors. And that rocked the entire, that rocked all of California and all of the contractors and studios who work there. So it's always changing. And that's part of what makes it exciting and, and how we can keep people at best legal practices with an understanding of all this new information and what the legal landscape is like. It's, it's constantly evolving. Yeah. And if it's constantly evolving, it seems to me that it would be one more reason to have a lawyer on your team, whoever that is, or a few that you're actually following, maybe you want to follow on Instagram or just be looking at their website or having some kind of open channel communication, again, as a business owner or even a yoga teacher itself, many are independent contractors, that is, you are your own business, to really uh, stay you know, looking if there are new things and if there are any of the documentation that you have or the way you run your business doesn't need to be updated. And a good way to do that is, I think, by opening these channels with having people like yourself and your colleagues around you, like in your antennas or your or so that you can kind of see. And I love that you, I don't know if people can jump on that, but I know you have this, you put things like Zoom calls, right? That people can join sometimes. I don't know how you get people on those, but, and then you, you do those gatherings. Like. Yeah. We have weekly a conscious council for the next three months. We do weekly 
every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, which is 1 p.m. Eastern, we do group live Zoom calls. Uh, we'll either bring on an industry expert and do a collaborative workshop, or I'll just talk about a relevant issue that I see my clients going through and offer information for everyone. Everyone's welcome to it, and you can just tune in and bring any questions you like. And just sort of just to wrap up and touch on that final point, it takes a team. It takes a village. What I've learned about building my business and taking my life to a foreign country is that I'm able to do more things with a better team around me. And the law is part of it, and accounting and finance is part of it, and you know, coaches and, you know, a a business coach or a yoga coach or someone who understands things better than I do is, is so important to have on our team. So we're always a reflection of the people who we work with. And that's why having a professional strong team is puts us in the best position to succeed. I love that. It takes a team and that's exactly it. So how, if somebody wants to get on those calls, they just heard this, is there a, what's the best way for them to do that? You'd go to our website and you'd sign up for the newsletter. Got it. But also, if you want to be added, send me a note, Corey at ConsciousCouncil.ca. I'm happy to add you myself with great pleasure. Okay. Well, Corey, thank you so much. This was amazing. I definitely have been attending some of those calls and I plan to continue. So again, thank you for your time. Thank you for your services and uh, for being on Life on Earth podcast. I hope you have a fantastic time in Brazil. I love that you're over there and it makes me really happy to hear that you're in Brazil. So (laughs) cool. Love to everyone on earth. Everyone enjoy life. Nice to connect. Thank you for having me, Matt. Such a pleasure. Thanks for listening to Life on Earth. You can help us by taking a few minutes to leave a rating and review on iTunes. For more inspiring content, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Search Life on Earth in iTunes or visit lifeonearth.podbean.com.